It's Radiothon time again at 3CR. This year marks 40 years of Radical Radio at 3CR and we're asking you to keep us on air for another 40 years by donating your money to 3CR's Radical Radiothon. June the 6th to the 19th, call us on 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. Enjoy your podcast. That one you levicated to all the bicycle riders seen. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Trust me, riding a bike is better. Bike rider, my other bike rider. Everybody should ride bicycle. And good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show on 3CR. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris, this is Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio. We're a show coming to you from Melbourne, Australia about uh, cycling and related transport issues. And uh, I hope you've had a decent night's sleep after a bit of a blustery night in Melbourne. Uh, I know I haven't been sleeping too well the last two weeks because Latour is on, but the other thing to keep in mind is coming up, I believe, on the 24th is, I think, the another edition of La Course, which is for the women's ride. And coming up in this show, I'm going to be talking to Sue, uh, related to a group called Guardians of the Flemington Road Gum. And you're probably thinking, why are you talking about trees on a cycling show? Well, this will be made quite evident when I talk to Sue. This is, um, if you've been listening to the media of the last month or so, if not longer, there's moves to uh, take out an iconic lemon-scented gum at the top of Flemington Road as part of the CityLink tuller widening project. And there's a quite a bit more to it, apparently, this tree. And, well, it's... Uh, its fellow lemon-scented gums, little ones, have been taken out recently. But this other one, which has a long, long history and is beloved by local residents and has a quite a substantial history, is the point of a lot of community action right now. And also, apparently, this tree has to be taken out because of safety issues and for a painted bike lane. So that's where my interest comes into this. And Sue will be talking about... Um, probably a bit more about the back history of that and also why it's important to, you know, get up and fight for certain things when, uh, you know, the planning issues and the and the like don't seem quite right and what is proposed doesn't seem like a good uh, long-term result. We've got to get up and um, quite basically uh, say to certain organisations and government organisations this is not on. The tree was originally planned to be taken out on June the 26th. Community Action stopped that at the time. It got a bit of a nasty haircut at the time. And then Vic Rhodes came back on the night of, or the very early in the morning on July the 5th and started up the chainsaws again. So this magnificent gum, which most people would know in Parkville, has been pretty much brutally had a lot of its canopy taken off, but there are much wider issues why this gum should stay and why we need much more effective planning processes in this state. You would believe that after 
well, I don't know where your counter starts, but mine starts eight years ago. Some people started three years ago. Some people have never stopped about fighting inappropriate road developments and getting a better outcome. Now, I can't remember if it was this weekend or the end of last week, there was a report that came out that said either the state of Victoria or I think Melbourne, someone can correct me here, we are planned to have a population here of 10 million. Now, if we're going to have that many people living in such a small area with inappropriate planning and no street trees and hotter um, temperatures and climate warming, uh, climate change. We need all the street trees and the appropriate development we can get. We can't have concrete canyons. We can't have endless road widening. That's not an ideological perspective. That's just common sense. Anyway, I'm getting on my high horse here and probably preempting uh, <laughs> a fair bit of what uh, Sue has to say. But back to cycling. Um, I suppose you've been watching the tour, so have I. And you've probably got a fair bit of sleep debt. We're coming into the last week. Don't know if Richie's got much of a chance, but hey, I'm still watching. And uh, I've got to admit, the the scenery and the um, the 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 ambience of watching the tour on SBS is just magnificent. So even if you're not into watching um, fit young men riding around France, it is certainly watch worth watching just for the pure spectacle of it. Now, something I mentioned in the last few weeks was to do with the Warmler Street issues. You'd be aware of um, there's some big developments planned down there in Abbotsford. Now, last Wednesday night, there was a one of two public car meetings put together by the developers to, you know, we want to put our side of the story of what we want to do here with Warmler Street that's opposite um, Fitzroy, not Fitzroy, um, get it right, it's Victoria Gardens, that's it. And about what's going to happen in that area. Now, uh, Mike, who I had on the show about a fortnight ago, put together a quick report about that night. Anyway, about 80 people concerned about the scale and nature of the proposed development abutting Walmer Street, Abbotsford, turned out on a cold Wednesday night to the consulta- consultation and um, but with the Salter Properties representatives, apparently City uh, yeah, Council and State um, department planning officials were there but not identified and the focus of the meeting was a revised design proposals for Walmer Street Plaza and a lengthy Q&A session ranged from to much wider issues reflecting the attendees great dissatisfaction and disappointment now I've got that on the Yarrabug website if you want to go into more detail and that's yarrabug.org but the basic point of this is that the overall design of this important Yarra River site, the bulk and the height and the siting overwhelmed rather than complemented the unique mixture of park and urban landscape on this very part, special part of the Yarra River. Now, a big part of this is that the developer wants to um, basically utilise Walmer Street for two tunnels, raise the actual road by two metres and kind of impede a lot of access to that area. It's... it's, it's um, some people quite pointedly brought out at, during the night is that the developers wants to use Crown land for private use. I would suggest that uh, you also go to, uh, I think it was the Yarra River Defenders website. I think I've got a link to that on the Yarra Bug website. And educate yourself about this because it's such a much-used area for so many people, people going up to the Bully for a roll, people going to queue, people cutting across the river from the north. 
uh, we wouldn't put up with this sort of thing if it was a major highway, so we shouldn't put up with it with it's one of our major uh, cycling and walking routes in Melbourne. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, and hopefully when we get back, I'll be talking to Sue from Guardians of the Flemington Road Gum. IPAN is inviting you to attend its anti-war conference and join the Close Pine Gap protests from the 26th of September to the 2nd of October in Alice Springs. Pine Gap facilitates US war activities, international espionage and their killer drone program. It's time to stop the drift to war and free Australia from US military bases. For more information on the IPAN conference, go to ipan.org.au and for protest details, see closepinegap.org. IPAN is a 3CR supporter. Radiothon is over, but it's not too late to support 3CR and your beloved queer show, Queering the Air. Come down to our fundraiser at Hares and Hyenas on the 30th of July. Doors open at 7.30pm. Check out the Queering the Air Facebook page to find the event and buy tickets. The night will be Auslan interpreted and will feature live music and poetry by local artists. Who's playing? ASL. Mina. Astrid. And Slumber Kitty. Don't forget the poets. Amy Witchway. Dawn. Yao. Zanya. Brave the winter cold and come down for a dreamy night with the Queering the Air crew. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am and digital. And on the line today I have Sue Freeman. You there, Sue? Yes, I am. Great to uh, have you on at such late notice. Did you do a double shift last night? Oh, it's so exciting to be part of this group of people that are so passionate about looking after the local area and the people that are going to use our local area. So under the tree last night um, and all 24 hours a day, seven days a week, are tremendous people all sharing their personal stories and uh, and enjoying the night under the shade of the, the lovely lemon-scented gum that remains. Yeah, because... Uh... It's had a pretty brutal couple of weeks, but people are really kicking in to save this tree. And got a, um, a, I don't know if you're listening to the intro. Now, why on a bicycle-related show are we talking about a tree? Well, it's quite self-evident when you start to unpack the issues. Do you want to give a little bit of a background to the um, Parkville's lemon-scented gum? For sure. Uh, the gum has been a beautiful feature of the area for over 100 years. So its length of tenure on that area is so phenomenal if you think about it. And it's been contributing in multiple ways to the local amenity, to the user groups in that area. Um, Unfortunately, as things unfold with progress, um, it can be seen as an impediment if other stakeholders would like to take up the area. So uh, the large lemon centre gum had four other younger trees in an avenue on the Flemington Road um, intersection and uh, unfortunately they've been taken but the efforts of all the people involved have come together to aim to create a better solution for the intersection and working with all the stakeholders to become a problem-solving situation 
and really looking at open communication in the design and redesign of landscapes. Because that's been a big issue in terms of a top-down thing that's happening. I mean, um, I said something in the intro about the two attempts to remove the tree and the yes. one on the 5th of July was a real affront, a the way that, um, was it Vic Rhodes, the contractors went about it. And this is exactly what you're talking about, is we're looking at solutions. Yes. Well, all of the people in the Guardians of the Flemington Road, um, which is our Facebook uh, page, are trying to work through all the avenues that are available to us. We've... Um, worked with the City of Melbourne and specifically through uh, Councillor Rowan Leppert. We've worked through all the avenues of Vic Road, Transurban and CPB construction. We've done everything in our power to reach the State Government Minister for Roads, Luke Donnellan, and all of these have really not created any open dialogue. Um, Exciting news is, though, we've got um, an amazing person who's put together a design option, which we're calling option five, and that's been put in front of the Vic Roads team. Now, all of these people involved are professionals. They're doing their job to the best of their ability, and we really respect that. But as a community, we'd really like to say there's lots of stakeholders in this area, of which the community, the cyclists, the pedestrians... Um, and the and the environment, the wildlife corridors, all need to be taken into account when there's a redesign situation happening. Move away from silo thinking and look at connected and inclusive thinking. Yeah, because the point being that this tree is going to be removed, or you know, hypothetically, we like to think, um, yes. it, it for um, safety reasons. Um, road widening, which never works, and apparently for a new bike lane. Now, the p- problematic thing I have with this one after looking at the plans is just it's just another painted-down piece of lane. That's not world's best practice. What we really want is a separate f- facility. If they're going to do things, do things properly. But this seems just to be, um, again, they haven't con- consulted properly, They've con- and it just seems to be, in terms of future-proofing, it seems to be a really poor result, which they're, they're aiming for. Yes, I think the the end result doesn't meet best practice exactly as you said. Um, To the credit of the Vic Roads team, they did consult with Bicycle Network um, and they were given a tick from that organisation when they did present that painted down line. But when uh, we have come to the Bicycle Network and presented option five, um, they've said that's a far better solution. And in doing that, it's taking the bike lane onto the north side footpath of the Flemington Road intersection. So again, it would be an off-road facility for a one-way cycle path that would join the uh, Mount Alexander Road um, entry. It would join the Mooney Ponds Creek entry as they become inbound towards the Elliott Avenue um, entry to the bike paths of Royal Park and the main city entry heading along Flemington Road, which a lot of cyclists use the shared footpath facility uh, in preference to the on-road painted lines that run along Flemington Road towards the hospitals. 
Yeah, I was looking at a couple of photos this morning that was posted on the Facebook um, page by Anne, and she was showing very clearly how that area, how a painted-on bike lane simply isn't fit for purpose. It was kind of showing someone kind of riding along the lane and a very large truck, yeah, um, kind of. And I was was looking at it from a user perspective going, oh, my God, um, you don't want that first thing in the morning. Well, I don't think any any thinking person wants to put any other person in a situation like that. And the the traffic flow in the area that they're proposing is going to be 60 kilometres an hour. It's going to include very heavy vehicles. It's going to include high-density traffic. It's including turning traffic, merging traffic. um, And it's really, when, when the word safety comes up and that's what's being offered, I feel quite concerned that that word is being used inappropriately. 3CR Showreel Fundraiser, Thursday the 28th of July. Fallout, stunning documentary by Lawrence Johnson, starring Gregory Peck, Ava Gardner, Neville Shute, and 1959 Melbourne during shooting of On the Beach with a side order of international fear of a nuclear holocaust. Today, every inhabitant of this planet must contemplate the day when this planet may no longer be habitable. Fallout, July the 28th, 7pm, upstairs at 3CR, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. $10. Keep 3CR Radical Radio on the air. Neville Shoot bought the most appalling concept of all to a mainstream audience. For me, it was real. Just penetrated every bone of my body. A bit about the actual history of the tree. There's a fair bit of research done by the National Trust of Victoria, uh, looking on their Trust Advocate page. Some people believe the tree was planted in 1920. Some people believe it was planted even earlier and may even have links to uh, Walter Burley Griffin and bringing lemon-scented gums into Victoria. It has quite a long history. Yes, you've been doing terrific research there. Mm. And Anna Foley is... um, providing a great reference through the um, Heritage Trust website and they actually have a petition on that website where people can log their concerns and uh, support the um, maintaining the significant uh, lemon-scented gum. It's at the start of the discussions, 94 years of age was the sort of bantered age, yeah. but they've come up with photo- um, photographical evidence that the tree appears to be looking at about a 20-year-old um, specimen in a photo that was taken between April 1914 and June 1914 when at the site there was some road work being done and there was some photographs taken at that time. So the tree may very well be coming up to 100 years or even older. It's quite a magnificent tree too. I mean, I remember going past it quite a few times when I used to ride a different way into the city. And it, it's quite uh, jaw-dropping in terms of the, the specimen and the shape of the tree. I mean, wh- oh, why can't we just why can't we value these things so more? Because I know that uh, City of Melbourne have um, done or commissioned or done several reports on the value or the significance of street trees. And plus, our built-up areas, we need more things like this. We shouldn't be kind of giving them no value and removing them. Um, this is a thing. Well, they I, do contribute. Yeah. 
sorry to interrupt, they do contribute so much to the amenity of an area. And if you're a cyclist and you're travelling in any direction, to have the benefit of shade, to have the benefit of looking at wonderful uh, streetscapes, it adds to your journey. It, it makes you feel good. Um, and I think that's really what everyone in our area, um, Melbourne especially being voted the most livable city in the world for numerous years, um, Robert Doyle really enjoys um, saying that at every opportunity. And I think we need to celebrate that, but we also really need to preserve preserve our streetscapes and think about how important they are rather than just saying, well, it's only one more tree down because every tree is important. Every tree is part of a wildlife corridor. Um, it's part of a community that's um, enjoyed the presence of that tree for, for any number of years. There's so much history to it. It's also known as Stephen's tree. There were, I believe there was a baby born under that tree in 1982. Yes, how exciting. Um, I wasn't aware of that until I spoke with uh, Jim Shug, the arborist from the Royal Botanic Gardens, who actually knows Stephen. And, uh, and he was speaking to one of the reporters who came and uh, uh, reported the issue after the 2am uh, chainsaw process. Um, and then followed up and uh, met uh, representatives of the family uh, who'd been involved with that dash to the hospital and didn't quite make it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's also, like, apparently the tree was saved again in the 1970s. Yes, I read about that as well. So um, it's been a, a wonderful um, survivor, you might say, and its most unblemished trunk. It, uh, it demonstrates that through all of the... Um, enjoyment of those hundred years and obviously all of the threats, it's maintained the most beautiful, smooth trunk um, and just a, a lovely graciousness in the mm. area. Well, the, we're talking about the human element, but I can't get over the amount of wildlife on that tree. It's almost like it's a stepping stone into Royal Park or down to the creek. The times I've gone past, it's been full of birds and there's been some magnificent right. photos taken in the last fortnight. It's just full of local birds feeding. And, and the noise and the excitement and the interaction of all of those animals, uh, all of those birds up in the canopy, um, the blossom on the tree this year was just simply breathtaking. And it was a, a tragedy to see so much of the canopy actually landing down on the bitumen, oh. um, full of blossom, full of food for all of the wildlife. And you are exactly right. It is mm. a stepping stone between the Royal Park... Um, wonderful environment and between the Mooney Ponds Creek which um, there's room for improvement in all areas but I think we have to just look at preserving everything we've got and uh, and maintaining these corridors for the wildlife. There's mm. some very passionate people, some very hard-working people that are doing everything in their power to uh, protect, preserve and improve on these areas. Yeah, because I was just look. I remember looking at some of the photos and the foliage that was taken down. Um, I'm a beekeeper, and I was looking at it and just going, "That's the oh, sort right. of stuff that bees need in winter. They need forage. There's not much yeah. flowering. It's just oh, we don't think of things through in terms of their real value." Now, how can people get involved, and how can people help this process if they, you know, we're we're talking about something that's proactive about saving the tree and getting a better outcome. Yeah. That's right. Well, our main access is um, through our Facebook page and um, and you've been using that and seeing all of the wonderful um, contributions that everyone's been doing in research, um, in actually 
day-by-day activities. So our title is Guardians of the Flemington Road Gum. And uh, that's open to the public to have a look and see and add comments and, um, and add whatever they would like to the, to the group. And we have a key contact person, Pauline, and she's offered to have her mobile number for people who would like to call um, to be uh, offering their assistance if they'd like to be part of the, the roster system and come down and have a chat under the tree. And her number is 0421828742. So Pauline is our, is our key contact person. Good. I'll put those details into our podcast. And you're at the moment that the Guardians are doing a 24-hour roster down there to make sure we don't have any more visitations? Yes, we have been doing this um, and we're projected forward that we may need to continue to do this for a couple more weeks. Uh, We have all of these redesigned problem-solving documents in front of Vic Groves at the moment and we're really hoping that we can have um, continued open dialogue. We have uh, the offer of a engineering lecturer at a university to take on the task of the modelling required to ensure the safety of the geometry and the specifics of the design um, are taken right through and investigated. So that task, I think, will be starting to be undertaken from this coming week. So we need to just be sure that the tree remains um safe and protected because there's a number of levels in decision-making. There's um, the minister, of course, who has the right to say uh, this tree is going to be preserved. Um, Then we move down the line through Vic Roads, through Transurban, through the CPB contractors who are the on-site workers, and then down to the subcontractors that do the various tasks involved in the preparation of the area. So... The contractors have been very, very busy removing the four stumps of the trees that were lost on the 25th of June, Um, and they have a lot of machinery, equipment, men there on site on the median strip. And also the other day, a large amount of security fencing was delivered to that secure median area site. So the possibility is there that that security fencing could be put up just around the tree, which would make it more difficult for us as guardians to um, protect the tree. So we're in a holding pattern, you might say, hoping that open communication and a sense of problem solving to come up with the best solution, the best solution for cyclists, the best solution for pedestrians who are looking to cross from the northern side footpath to the super tram stop that is in the middle of the road. With the road um, redesign, they will need need to cross a five-lane massive stretch of road and reach the tram stop. Rather than what currently is in place, they cross three lanes, they have the island security of the tree, and then they cross a further two lanes. And a lot of these pedestrians are elderly people um, who can't always react quickly when it's their opportunity to cross, and, of course, they travel quite slowly. So there's a lot of stakeholders that we're trying to incorporate into the redesign and the option five, which has now moved on to the option 5B, as um, it's been 
refined more and more to address the non-compliance issues that yep. were raised by Vic Growth about the design. Well, it's brilliant work that you do. It's not only vigil of the tree, it's also working at quite a high level across those agencies. And this is this is really good community action to hear that people have self-organised and gone out there to save and also um, make better their, their local environment instead of just accepting that these sort of things happen. You know, this is a big project and we're just going to do it. And the local community going, no, this can be done better. Well, Sue, I thank you so much uh, um, for coming on at late notice. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I think if we can, as a community um, and, and as Australians, if we can raise the awareness of the importance of our tree canopies, we can do so much good. I think as one one group, we are here. Lots of other groups are identifying with us uh, from the Otways, from Balan on the Western Highway, from other groups around Faulkner, um, lots of other areas are going to be put under increasing threat for their established trees to be taken away because of progress. And yes, I think we all can embrace progress when it's best practice and we all want a better outcome, but it has to be done with sympathetic redesigning of areas so we don't become less than what we are now. We yeah. want to become more and better and sustainable and appreciative of all the great things that we have and then just build that into the next level of um, improvements in our community. So yeah. I, for one, feel so grateful to have met so many wonderful people through this. It's just, um, well, it's just amazing. Yep. And if people would like to come and just be part of this dynamic community, you'll be made most welcome. Um, and there's so many wonderful uh, things to share with people that are thinking about big picture issues and thinking about the individual bird that's in the tree, you know, yep. and right through the whole scheme of, you know, everything in that uh, context. So, yeah. so we're in dynamic times, I think. Yeah, sorry, we're just starting out. to run out of time a bit for the show. But thank Sorry. you so much today, Sue, for your time. I'll put all the information yep. into the podcast. Great. Thank, thank you. you so much. Okay. Hi, this is Mitchell from Cut Copy, and you're listening to 3CR. Please support Community Radio. Subscribe now. And that's all we've got time for this week on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. And thank you to Sue for very late notice coming on the show today to talk about the Flemington Road gum. I've got stacks of news, but I haven't got time for it. So what I'll do is I'll put it into the podcast. So thank you for listening today. All our shows should be up on podcast. Uh, well, this one should be up uh, later today. And don't forget that uh, 3CR, we run on your subscriptions and donations. So please don't forget to uh, subscribe and donate. And um, should have Val and Faith back in the studio next week. So... And uh, thank you so much for today. I'll see you in about a fortnight. Have you ever wanted to write songs about important issues and help change the way people think about them? Change the World with Your Song is a songwriting competition designed to do just that, built around the four themes of environment, social justice, war and peace and political satire. It has age categories from kids to adults. For more information about this national songwriting competition, go to Change the world with your song.com. A 3CR supporter.
You've just been listening to a podcast produced at 3CR Community Radio. 2016 marks 40 years that 3CR has been bringing you independent community voices, and we're asking you, our listeners, to keep us going for another 40 years by donating to our Radical Radiothon this June 6 to 19. This year we need to make $220,000, so any amount you can afford makes a big difference. Call us on 039419 or visit us online at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for supporting Community Radio.